This is the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, October 24th. All right, Corey, high school football playoffs starting today, but state tournament time as well? State tournament time indeed. As a matter of fact, the uh, uh, team state tennis tournament gets underway today. Want to wish a special good luck to the Brainerd Warriors who take on Rochester Mayo in the uh, opening round action today. We have a number of um, uh, individual athletes, you know, either singles or doubles teams uh, that are participating as well. It's two days of the team tournament then two days of the individual tournament. So uh, as the week rolls on, we'll let you know uh, who those individuals are. Brainerd, the only area team, though, at the uh, at the state tennis tournament. So good luck to the Warriors as they uh, uh, play today again against uh, uh, Rochester Mayo. But, yeah, for us, uh, hyper-locally, I guess, uh, section football gets underway today, CJ, and that means games all around uh, all around the state. Um, we've got two of them on the air. And I guess I'll just dive right into it, if that's okay. My game that I have this evening, it'll be on AM 920 and 101.7 FM KWAD. The Verndale Pirates will host the Sabika Trojans. It is Section 5-9 player football on the air this evening. The Verndale Pirates are the home team. They end the regular season at 5-3 and three overall. They are the four seed in this tournament. Um, uh, they uh, ended their season with two straight losses to both Nevis and Cromwell Wright. We'll run through the section standings to let you know where Everybody is uh, on that matchup, of course, or on that bracket, I should say. Uh, these two teams did play each other in the very first game of the season. It was a 40-6 to victory for Verndale. Um, again, that was all the way back in week one. The Sabika Trojans come into tonight's contest at 2-6 and six overall. Uh, they are on a one-game winning streak, beating Bertha Hewitt in the final week of the season, 40-38. to 38, Just a crazy score and a crazy game uh, in that one. I, I want to go through this because I think it's important to take a look at before the section seedings. I also, CJ, want to bring it up because... Well, I think it's hilarious. Um, obviously, no conferences anymore in high school football. We only have districts. And um, I just love the name of this district. Are you ready? Okay. District 9 North-South Standings. Yes. <laughs> south is in parentheses, just for added clarification. It's the, it's the south part of the north, you know? It's District 9 North-South Standings. Um, in case you're in case you're wondering what the North stands for, in parentheses it says South, just to help yeah. clear up any any confusion as to what you might have. Uh, Nevis was the top team there, uh, undefeated. Uh, Ogilvy, Cromwell, Wright, Verndale, Bertha Hewitt, Hill City, Northland, Sabika, Carlton, Renshaw, McGregor, and Laporte is the uh, official order of the District 9 North-South standings. <laughs> Mostly I just wanted to bring it up because I think it's ridiculous. If Let's, you find yourself going north, yes. you'll end up going south. You'll have you know to, what I mean? That's You'll uh, wave to Santa Claus, and then you'll start heading south. Exactly. Let's take a look at the Section 5 nine-player bracket. Nevis is the number one overall seed. They get an opening round bye because there are only seven teams in the section. Carlton Renshaw is the seven seed. They're at number two, Ogilvy. Uh, 
Bertha Hewitt is the sixth seed. They're at number three, Cromwell Wright area. And then the five seed, Sabika, at the four seed, Verndale. It's a 5.40 pregame this evening with the 6 o'clock kickoff again on KWAD. And over on the Superstation, K106, 105.9 FM, also streaming live on WadenaRadio.com and the Superstation K106 app. It is the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines hosting the Monaga Braves. Wadena Deer Creek 2-6 overall on the season. They're 1-1 one one in Section 6 AA play. 2-2 two two at home, 0-4 oh on the road. And Monaga is 1-7 on the season, and they have played no games in the section, interestingly enough. So this will be their first one here in the playoffs. They are 1-3 on the road, 0-4 oh on their home field, and both teams will square off in the only matchup in 6 Double A football tonight. As we talked about yesterday a little bit, that section only has five teams. So Osakis, the one seed, they're going to get the bye. The winner of this game tonight will take on the Silver Streaks. Excuse me. We'll take on the Silver Streaks. And Pillager will host Staples Motley on Saturday. And that's kind of where things stand. Tonight's football game has a 5:45 pregame or 5:40 pregame, excuse me, six o'clock kickoff from the WDC football field. And uh, you know, like we've uh, like we've talked about before, Corey. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. We're talking playoffs. We're also talking uh, regular season stuff. As a matter of fact. Um, uh, the Timberwolves get ready to open the regular season tomorrow night. They're at Toronto, but some big news out of uh, Timberwolves camp yesterday. Yeah, Jaden McDaniel signed a five-year, $136 million extension to stay with the Minnesota Timberwolves for the foreseeable future. Of course, uh, Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels drafted in that same draft class and uh, those two guys have certainly propelled the Wolves forward. Jaden McDaniels got snubbed on an uh, on a, uh, all-NBA defensive team nomination. He should have got one. He's one of the best defenders in the league. The Wolves lock him up. And uh, if you look at between him and Carl and Gobert and Ant, I know that there's going to be some money that issues that are going to need to get fixed, but that's... Uh, Pretty nice, especially when you consider Mike Conley this season. We'll get into a full breakdown of the of that signing and like the numbers and how it works out and everything. We'll do a little Wolves season preview tomorrow because they open up uh, the season in Toronto. But Corey, in the words of a wise man named Anthony Edwards, they got Kevin Durant, but we got Jaden McDaniels for the next five years. For the next five years, at most. <laughs> the way the NBA works. No, that's uh, that's really nice. Uh, other regular season stuff, the Wild are at home tonight. They wrap up their three-game homestand uh, with Edmonton. That's an 8 o'clock face-off at the XL Energy Center. I'm still mostly uh, opinionless on the Minnesota Wild so far. That's what happens when you hover around that 500 mark. They, 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 they neither... Win impressively or lose impressively, they're just... They've had a couple impressive losses to this year, giving up seven goals a Well, times. I know, I know. But, but yeah, I get what it's, you're saying. It's like kind of the consistent... They're consistent with it, you know what I mean? It's you know, not like, whoa, what happened in that one? There's, They're just... They either win or they kind of get... When people crunched. say never get too high or never get too low, you know that's the uh, it's the Minnesota Wild as a from a thirty thousand foot view in the middle of the season. It's just peaks and valleys all the way through. Yeah, it's not a, like a great franchise philosophy, is it? <laughs> we, how about get a lot, get like super high, 
Yeah. Just once. That'd be fun. And never come down. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of super high on Minnesota sports, the Vikings beat San Francisco last night. Monday night football, 22-17 to final score. Um, the best Vikings all-around game all season long by far. Oh, 100%. There's a few different areas you can look at. First off, no Justin Jefferson. Again, last week the offense struggled. This week Jordan Addison stepped up. First career game of 100-plus yards. Had a couple touchdowns. Could have had a third one, uh, but uh, had uh, just an overall great game kind of uh, – We've seen good things from Addison all year long, but to fully see that come out and to get to see him kind of show why he was a first-round pick and why he was a Bolitnikoff winner in college and all that stuff, I mean, just a great game for him. The defense held the vaunted 49er offense. I know they don't have Debo, Samuel, but they have a ton of other weapons, and they held that offense to 17 points and picked off Brock Purdy twice. And, by the way, Kirk Cousins had one of the best games of his career throwing for 345 yards and an interception, but whatever, that was a 50-50 ball, two touchdown passes, and overall uh, was just he was locked in, about as locked in as Kirk Cousins can ever be. But Corey, this is the thing, two things in this game that stood out more than anything to me. Number one, the Vikings were great on third downs. I think two of their touchdowns came on third down conversions. And they were just great on third down all game long. I mean, they only had to punt once. It just goes to show you how impressive that that was for them. Uh, And the other thing was the offensive line. Kirk Cousins dropped back to pass 45 times. How many times was he sacked, Corey? Zero times, I believe. Zero times. He had six quarterback hits on 45 dropbacks. Although there was one at the end of the game where uh, my wife and I were watching, and we were both like, what, huh? How did he, he got completely swallowed up and then just, I don't know, like like he was a pop star being shot out of the stage from under, like, mm-hmm. you know, coming from the pit. He just like, he just appeared and made the throws very, that was a very strange, but you're right. I mean, even just one sack against that defense would have been. I mean, incredible. Christian Derrissaw is going to probably get extended sometime in the next year mm-hmm. uh, or two. And here's the thing about Christian Derrissaw: his contract negotiations. He's going to go to Quasi Dofomensa and just put on game tape of him dominating Nick Bosa and be like, "We're done here." Yeah, best defensive edge rusher in the league, one of them. And I put him in his place, and he did nothing all night. That's that's it. Uh, and just an overall great, and that play you mentioned by Kirk, not only did he escape the sack, but he threw the ball 20 yards downfield to Addison for a catch, which right. just everything was worth. Now, is that sustainable or every single facet of the Vikings are going to be playing to optimal performance? No, but this goes to show you why it's so frustrating that this team lost to Tampa Bay in week one because they'd be four and three in a game out of first place. But here they are, they're three and four. A loss would have ended the season, but Corey... I'm going to tell you the Vikings' next few games. At Green Bay, that game seems winnable. At Atlanta, that game seems winnable. Hosting New Orleans, that game seems winnable. Going to Denver, that game seems winnable. Hosting the Chicago Bears, that seems winnable. Then you have your bye week, and then you go to the Las Vegas Raiders, which seems winnable. The last four games are sketchy, but the Vikings have a chance here in this middle part of the schedule to make things interesting. Well, they have to. Yeah. Right? They they sh- they shot themselves in the foot in the early season. They left themselves no room for error. And this was the game. Like, once you got through this game, between now and the bye week, so we're going into week eight, 
and the uh, bye week is week 13. So that's, this is a stretch now, a little over a month, where it has to happen. Like, you're not, you kind of got to go 5-0. and Yeah. You kind of got to go 5-0. and You shot yourself in the foot now. Fortunately, these five and this this stretch here is five and zero oh is is within reach, but it was just fun to watch. Like I mean, they're com- they're it's a compulsion at this point for them to turn it over. Uh huh. On they, the opening drive too, they can't help it. But I guess if you're going to turn it over somewhere, it's better to throw an interception in your first five plays than you know Brock Purdy threw two interceptions in his last five throws that's uh-huh. that's not that's a you know the game's over if you do that so um yeah, it was just fun they they ran the ball uh, some of the things that they did it might be sugar coated here right because they ended up winning the game mm-hmm. but like some of the things they did here seemed like things they've been doing all season Except the part where they would capitalize in the scoring zone. Right now, they had a couple of of, of duds right down right. at the goal line, but you know Addison steals that one away from that that poor 49ers. Well, he stole one from him earlier. So they got even. So they got even, but some of those things right right they even out a little bit. And uh, I don't know, man. It was just fun. Vikings fo- that it's it's more fun when they win, and then on top of it, like they didn't. It just felt like a complete. That was a complete win. It was cool. It was. It's fun to watch a football team be good in everything that they need to be good at. I recommend them doing that again. I would just simply call all of those plays again. If I were the Vikings, I would just win soundly every single week. Yeah, how hard is that? <laughs> Skull, baby. Skull. Skull to the bowl is. We're, we're back. We're back on that. We're back on that. 731 on KWAD. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, October 24th.